0: We are the Marcelin Brothers, and this is the Marcelin Brothers Podcast, MVP for short. We are here to share our story and to contribute our thoughts about everyday topics in life. Time to sit back, relax, and get ready for the MVP attack. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today is May 2nd, 2019. And if you're listening or watching, you are listening and watching the Marston Brothers podcast. How's everybody doing today?
1: Clap, 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 clap. We're doing great. We love loving life. Glad to be here.
0: All is well. Well, the last time everybody saw each other was you. You were not in the United States. Are you really happy? Because the last time I saw you, you were living life. You were glowing. You were posh. You were wearing the shades and living your best life.
1: I wouldn't say it's my best life, but it is a good life. But get this. Wherever I am, I have a good time. I find a way to make it happy because at the end of the day positivity comes from within your outside surroundings could enhance it but the source is from within i got it i'm in a good spot right now so let's try
0: to keep this ball rolling i've got to say this vacation definitely rejuvenated you tell us a little bit before we get started tell us a little bit about what you ended up doing after we saw you last
1: so you saw me last over in the Maldives, and you know that was the last day, and then we're getting ready to head out. But I eventually went on to India again, and we did some more sightseeing. We went to uh, New Delhi, which was the capital. We saw a lot of cool things like the Capitol building, um, et cetera, et cetera. But um, following that, we ended up going to Qatar. And... We did some more sightseeing and we caught up with um, some distant relatives of um, my wife's. So it was it was a good time, you know. Um, it's pretty amazing to see how different cultures do things differently. But really, at the end of the day, um, people want to be connected. People want to uh, see each other at a more personal level. And people like to share and exchange um, experiences amongst each other. So. I still think what I was saying before, the, the number one thing that binds <laughs> all people in this world is good old-fashioned L-O-V-E. And I think that's going to be a theme of mine as the weeks go on, uh, to find ways to connect with other people and, and um, continue that, that good fortune amongst others.
0: Just to be sure, that's L-O-V-E, not the hot, candle wax. L-O-V-E, but generally your intent and appreciation of your fellow man, L-O-V-E. Yes,
1: we're all human beings, and we can connect as human
0: beings. Those of you guys, ladies and gentlemen, who were not able to listen to the last episode, Marvin and his wife had a vacation of the lifetime. They were clear across the country, I'm very familiar with the Atlantic Ocean, and I have, you know, spent some time around the Pacific Ocean, but my brother literally and figuratively had an opportunity to spend some time in the Indian Ocean. He had to hang out in the Maldives, at some overwater bungalows, He had an opportunity to go to India and visit the Taj Mahal. And after that, then he did a lot of other awesome touristy things an opportunity to get to know people who he didn't even understand and bond with their common L-O-V-E of man. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you do want to catch how happy and awesome Marvin is, definitely check out the last podcast episode in which we talked about vacations. So, I know that that was the high focal point, but tell me a little bit about how your week went after you came back. Was it back to reality? Was it a slap in the face? Did you feel like you got punched in the gut? Was it sad to put on? (laughs) I'm telling you, you were going from the highest of the high, and now you're back in cold Philly, having to fight the wind, going to work. Tell me about what that adjustment was from paradise to everyday life?
1: I would say there was an adjustment, of course, which definitely makes sense. And physically, you know, I truly understand what jet lag is all about now. (laughs) Because uh, on the other side of the globe, I was literally like 12 hours off of my normal schedule. So, you know, trying to get back into the the thick of things um, did take a, a readjustment. I feel like my wife is still readjusting now, but I feel pretty good now. I think I've come back to um, the normal routines, mainly because I kind of inched my way towards that progression while I was still overseas. So it, it wasn't as strenuous of a stretch that it could have been, but it was still one nevertheless. And I will say with the whole vacation, it was three tiers. The first tier was adventure. Then well, that was in India. Then we went to the Maldives, which was more or less a lot of relaxation. And then we went back to India, which was adventure. And then when we went to Qatar, it was just a, um, just a recollection look at all the things that we underwent and prepared to officially go back home to the States. Um, but going to the Maldives kind of showed me that I do truly enjoy working, um, being amongst others, talking and trying to connect with others. So if I reached my fi, right, my financial independence, and I had the opportunity to officially walk away from everything, knowing that I'm financially sound, I think I would find a way to do something productive. Um, I can only sit around and just relax for so long, but that's just how my internal clock and my internal being, uh, works. So I am happy that I'm back. Um, I do like my profession. I am a podiatry resident. I'm as of July. I'm going to be starting my last year of residency Ooh, training.
0: That's what I'm. And talking then,
1: about. you know, the sky's the limit from there. And you know, I'm I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to throw it out there to y'all. What um,
0: do you want to What do you want to tell the MVP group? What do you want to tell the world? Come on, this is going to be your opportunity <laughs> to let the people know what you and I were talking about. To put it. In the atmosphere, you know how it is. When you think about it, when you dream about it, you put it on your vision board, it's going to happen. So what do you want our MB peers to know, Marvin? Go ahead. For all in case purpose, what I
1: want to do is I want to be a face of podiatry. So I want to get the word out there. I want more people to understand how the profession works, what the profession does, and what the profession entails. And I think we need a spokesperson to kind Boom. of sort of do that. And I'd like to be that person. So That's what I'm, I'm going to try about. to find ways to be more out there um, to just talk about podiatry, to just express that this is what I'm doing, and to showcase to others that it's a pretty cool p- career. And if you're interested in it, I'll show you how to you know sign up and become a podiatrist and make a la- a lasting difference in the world for other people um, helping them walk one step at a time
0: that is what i'm talking about do not waste that pretty face of yours doc chocolate you see those teeth wow wife be proud of those teeth and in addition to being a face model you need to be a model with your feet and that is what i'm talking about marvin is going to become a foot model yes a podiatry Foot model. <laughs> Joe, ladies and gentlemen, those manicures, the pedicures, show them how to take care of the feet. Do it.
1: Mic drop. Boom. <laughs>
0: All right, so does that mean are we going to be able to take a look at your feet, or is that going to be another episode? I mean, you know,
1: we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. So you were able to start off your week pretty well. I think for me, my week was a pretty cool week over the weekend. So Ophelia and I, we're doing swimming lessons right now. And when I say we, I mean she's swimming. She's learning how to swim. She's learning how to do just basic water survival. You know, she turned 20 months. So we want to make sure that since we have a pool, since we live in South Florida, we want to make sure that she, God forbid anything happens and she falls into the water, she's going to be able to survive. So being able to take her to swimming lessons, she's definitely progressed as far as how comfortable she is around other people in the water. She the different exercises before if you would try to dunk her head underwater, she would freak out. And that's one of the one of the hardest things as a parent that I've realized is to dunk your child's face under the water on purpose when, you know, little kids don't like water in their faces. So when the instructor told me, All right, we've gotta have her chin deep that was pretty cool because her nose and her eyes are fine. But when you have to dunk your child under water and pick them up just so that they get used to the water feeling, that is, that is so anti-father-like because as a father, I feel like I'm supposed to be protecting her. But she thinks that I'm trying to sink her. But she's getting better. She's getting more used to the water. But it's just fun just seeing all the little things that she's just picking up on her own. So it's pretty incredible. So that's been pretty cool. And then the week, I mean, we're already at Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Oh, last week, I was able to watch the End Game. I'm not going to spoil what ends up happening because some of you guys haven't had an opportunity to watch it. But for Don't me, do it's, it. it's Don't like, do it. what do I do next now? Like, I've watched it. And and it's over? It's well, Lee and I have watched, you know, 22 Marlon movies from for about a month and a half two months and every friday we would end up watching this and now we're pretty much done and i've got to find a new thing to do on friday nights with leah so we'll be Mm. still watching movies but we'll probably have to pick up another series so we'll figure that out
1: yeah yeah can i can i intervene a little bit so when i was flying to india um I had the awesome opportunity of having a huge plethora of different titles to watch movies from. And that's mm-hmm. one of the perks when you do international flights. Yep. And I stumbled upon um, a couple of Spider-Man movies. One of them was um, a newer one that just came out. It was like a uh, comic uh, cartoon like movie. And the, other one, nice. and the other one was wow. um, just another remake. And yeah you know, again, forgive me, I'm not one that's well versed for the different movies and et cetera that's out there right now. But the point I'm trying to make is it seems like with a lot of these comic book movies, um, they kind of recreate them based on your generation, which mm-hmm. I think it's kind of fascinating because um the the original Spider Man that I kind of grew up with, uh what was that uh, character or the um, yeah that's the Mm -hmm. spider-man that i grew up with Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now i'm looking at the the other spider-mans and i'm like tom holland yeah they're they're younger they're a little more sassy but it's it's morphing into the times that we're in now so i think they relate a little better to the youngins who are here right now and i was talking to um christopher our other brother and this Everybody other Everybody knows who
0: Christopher is. Come on. This yeah. is the MVP crew. These are our MVP crewers.
1: So I was talking to him about um another Spider-Man that was a karmic book version. And this guy's name is Miles. And this was inter- into the Spider-Verse or the U-verse. So one of those uh, phrases is the title of the movie. And long story short, this this particular Spider-Man is African-American. And they kind of explained the whole story spider-man you know he's the toby Maguire one if you will he's getting older but then here comes a new spider-man who got bit by another spider and then he's younger and he's african-american i was just like wow this is pretty cool i was really thinking it, it was a really cool you know re, re revamp of spider-man and i'd like what i am seeing and it seems like that might be the case comes to if this end game, if the title is what it kind of sounds like they might just bring everything back in the next generation but a little different that's in tune with that current generation
0: i don't know i'm just throwing that out there no i think when you for example captain marvel i mean when you look at a comic books, captain marvel is actually a guy and captain marvel nowadays is a girl and when you start looking at some of the original comic books and when you see the remakes and you see the movies, they are not necessarily a hundred percent pure to what the initial series were. Depending mm. on, like you said, the genre, depending on who they want to be the actor or actress, it's going to change their persona based on what clientele they're looking at. So I do agree with you. I think that looking at Like, for instance, looking at the Spider-Man Homecoming, you know, MJ, you know, in the comic books, she's white. MJ in the movie, she's black. So you're seeing different demographics of individuals just based on the the cast that they want to do. And again, you got to see what their endgame is for trying to do that. Sometimes it's just the style of the actress and, you know, it doesn't matter you know, what the original comic books wanted is just what the director wants when he or she is casting the movie. So, yeah, I think that's very interesting as well. So, what I wanted to do today was kind of elaborate more... Well, not elaborate. I wanted to continue with the vacation theme. And with our theme yesterday, or last week, was vacation, why is it so important and why you need to do it? And what I want to do is I want to share a scenario that I encountered a couple of weeks ago. So let me tell you my story. You tell me what you think, and we can kind of talk about it from there. So have you ever received either a phone call from a telemarketer or an email or a letter from some sort of salesperson who offers you free tickets for either an amusement park, a you know, free tickets, airline flights for an exchange of sitting down and listening to a presentation? Has that ever happened to you before? Yes. Have you actually sat down and listened to get the free stuff? Yes. All right. So I'm going to share with you my experiences that I've had with individuals trying to sell a timeshare or a vacation spot, for exchange of a hotel, uh, for exchange of tickets to a theme park, and kind of give you what the behind the scenes is. And after we talk about it, I'd like for you to tell me what your thoughts are in general. So I've actually gone to two of these timeshare conversations. The first one, actually, do you remember when we went to Vegas for Christopher's bachelor party? Yeah. You remember the hotel that we stayed at? Mm Mm-hmm. So we were able to stay in Vegas on the strip, and the reason why we were able to stay <laughs> to Vegas on the trip, and I don't think I told you guys this until I got there, is I had to listen to one of these timeshare pitches. Mm-hmm. So it was, I think, I don't know what timeshare. It might have been the Hilton Grand Vacations or something like that. I don't know. But let me break down how the conversation is like, what they do, and we'll go from there. So, you know, I pick up the phone. Hey, you know, we looked you up, blah, blah, blah. Would you be interested in, you know, free hotel stay at a hotel in Las Vegas Strip? Yeah, cool. You know, they say, okay, cool. You just tell us when you want to go. It's an open invitation. We'll throw you, you know, $200 for eating at the restaurants that you like. All you have to do is listen to this hour presentation so i'm thinking you know i'm a resident at the time this is when i was in kansas i'm thinking you know what yeah we'll do it let me just do it just uh you know two free nights at a nice hotel on the strip you know let's do it let's see what happens so we were hanging out the night before everybody was cool and then i had to wake up early in the morning listen to this presentation so essentially this is what ends up happening so for the timeshare pitch that I heard, well, it was, you know, it was a vacation club pitch. And essentially what they do is they kind of sit you down. You've got somebody who is a nice, friendly, bubbly personality, attractive individual, comes up to you. You know, they, they play the whole salesman pitch. Very nice. Hey, how you doing? My name is so-and-so. You know, I'm interested in, you know, telling you, you know, being able to sell you your dreams. Just have an open mind. That's all I ask, blah, 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 blah. So I'm the type of person, I don't like to waste people's time. So I remember when I was in Vegas, I pretty much said, look, I'm just here for the the free hotel stay and I just have to be there. And I was straight straight up honest with the person. So this is how it ends up working out. They ask you, how many weeks a year do you vacation? How many days a year do you vacation? You know, what are the types of vacations you like to go on? What are the types of places you like to go? You know, what are the types of hotels? And what they do is like, let's say that you tell them, you know, I like I vacation maybe twice a year, you know, about a week at a time. And I do maybe two or three little getaways. So what they do is they will add up the amount of days and they'll come up with, okay, you based on what you told me, you know, you like to vacation about 10 to 12 days a year. So what they're trying to do in these types of conversations, whether it's the timeshare, whether it's the vacation club or the me- membership for vacations is they're going to try to annualize the amount of days that you go to the hotel. They ask you, well, what do you think a typical hotel stay is? So you tell them a hundred dollars, $150. So then they'll tell you that information. And then after that, Then they will multiply, you know, they'll say inflation. So when you have this in about 10, 15 years, this is going to cost this amount of money. So the original $150 hotel turns into $200. And essentially, they try to get you to pay this large dollar amount. And they kind of have you prepay your vacation. So with the vacation club for the Hilton's Vacations, it's pretty much... Hey, you know we averaged it out over twenty years. You know they talk about how, you know the nice thing about these vacation clubs is you can have X amount of weeks. You know every single year you have all these different locations all across the country. You can do whatever you want to do. You can exchange these weeks for other weeks. It's totally flexible. And they talk about how you know you can get the the cheap rates because you're a member. And they say all these nice things and they keep on telling you, hey, this is what you wanted, right? This is what you wanted. And, you know, the, what, what is the thing that would be holding you back? Of course, you tell them money and they say, OK, so if I can get you a certain amount, a dollar amount for something and it's reasonable, you'll be OK with it. Right. And then what they do is, you know, they'll write down all these things that you tell them. And then after that, they kind of revert it back to you so that it's everything essentially that you wanted to say. So, you go through a song and dance. It's usually 30, 45 minutes. They ask you if you have a significant other to bring your significant other. You can't not bring your significant other because I think the thought process is all I have to do is win one of the two people. If somebody likes it, then you're good to go because now you've got one person liking it, the other person doesn't. And then they kind of put you against each other. And then, you know, you end up probably doing it if you're not mentally prepared for the conversation at hand you know they also try to talk about the family and hey this is something that your kids will be able to grow up to you know this is going to be a special moment that you do every single year so it's a really nice poetic way that they do it and then after that then they hit you with the dollar amount so usually when you're prepaying, you know they say for life So. I think the first one that I listened to was about fifteen, twenty thousand dollars was the fee that you had to pay, and then after you pay that fee, that's equal to like, you know, one or two week a year, every year from now until you know maybe you're forty or fifty dollars, and then after that, the thought process is you keep on doing it for life. So if you continue to vacation then you'll be saving money so they kind of have the dollar amount of what it would be as a hotel annualized with inflation and then they throw the number that they give you and the numbers look less when you're doing the prepaid and that's kind of the way that they get you and then what they try to do is they will then tell you that dollar amount and they'll kind of divide it out by months and then by days that the dollar amount is a lot less so for you know $15 you know a day you can have this vacation spot you know whenever you want however you want as long as you want and it's yours so when I went to Vegas I pretty much said no 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 and then the lady realized okay I'm just wasting my time there's other people I can try to sell and then they go Then we had fun. We did our our Vegas trip. And then for me, it was nice because I got to host you guys on a nice downtown Las Vegas trip. And it was fun. So I got another letter in the mail. And this letter in the mail is for Disney. It's for free two nights hotel plus tickets to Disney. Philly and I and Leah have already gone twice. She's only 20 months old. So for me, I'm thinking, well, how? I mean, Disney's expensive. I mean, Disney, you know, per ticket is like 150 bucks. Then you got the hotel they got to stay at. And so the trip is easily a good 500, 600 dollars. Then you got to eat so you can spend close to a thousand dollars on just a weekend. So I'm thinking, well, what can I do to try to decrease the amount of money that I have to spend when I go to Disney? Another conversation. So this time it was a membership for a vacation club so again similar song and dance they kind of annualize it and the one that was interesting for this one is you know this one is all over the world so they they have partnerships with not just people in the United States but also in Mexico they have partnerships with Carnival Cruise Line um, they have partnerships with all these different vacation people and You know, it's a similar song and dance. You know, they they give you a dollar amount, annualize it. At the end of the day, we kind of say no. But this one was a little different. Like the dollar amount that they gave us was like six thousand dollars or seven thousand dollars initially. And then after that, you have to pay a fee every year. Where they try to get you is they don't let you leave. They say, hey, this is the only time that I'm offering for you. Once you leave. I can't give you this offer anymore. So you gotta think about it. You gotta think about it now. We'll give you a couple of minutes. You can decide, and then you'll come back to us. You let us know what you want to be able to do, and that's it. So we ended up deciding to say no, but this was these were the numbers that they gave us. They said to us, you know, two weeks. You know, once you pay your seven thousand dollar membership, you get two weeks. You know, every two weeks or every year you get two weeks. And then in addition to that, if you want to be able to vacation at other places, you know, like four-star, five-star hotels, you know, you can get it for, you know, $200, 300 for the whole week versus, you know, having to pay $2,000, 3000 and you're essentially paying for it. And then if other people want to go, you can just give them your deal and they can pay you and that's how you make your money. So I wanted to get your thoughts on those two items and then I'll tell you what people try to do. Well, you know what? Let me give you the timeshare routine so that you know what goes on a timeshare, and then you can tell me all of your thoughts on all that stuff. So for the timeshare, this is different. This is you actually own 52nd of some sort of property somewhere. So you actually have like a deed. you actually have some sort of piece of paper. And what they do is they give you you know the same membership fee. But in addition to that with a timeshare, because it's an actual physical piece of property, you kind of pay like these association dues. So these association dues are like normal dues, like you would if you you know lived at a homeowner's association. And also in addition to that, you also have to pay any type of renovation fees whenever they have to renovate the property, new roof. They can add these additional fees to your stuff to the point where... It's more expensive to pay the dues and the fees than the actual membership itself to the point where you hear about people trying to get out of their timeshares and they just can't do it. Sometimes they'll just give it away for free just so that they can't get billed anymore. So those are the three types of vacation scenarios that occur. And I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, would you ever be interested in any of these? What are some of the pros that you see? What are some of the cons that you can see? I can kind of share my story, and we can kind of go from there. What do you think, man?
1: Yeah, so that's that's a lot to to take in. But I have heard of, I have been uh, intertwined, actually, in, in uh, one of those vacation scenarios. But I ended up getting out of it, to be honest with you, because um, it turns out that what they said actually didn't happen the way it was supposed to. And so, I was just like, "Nope, I'm out, <laughs> deuces." Did you so actually
0: like sign up, and you were like yeah. signed on a contract? No, we tell me your story, up. man. Tell me your story. We signed up. We're tell going to happened. do it.
1: Um, it was one of those um, vacation things where um, you get certain amount of months, a
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: certain amount of weeks per year worth mm-hmm. up to a certain amount of months or whatever, and they also said that. If you go to a location that's outside of their company, uh, they will also provide a lower price compared to what that other company would have to provide. And I was interested. I kind of did the math, and I was like, if they're saying what they actually say that they can do, it it would make sense. But when it actually came down to it, and it was time, because we were going to do this – and we are going to use it to book the Maldives trip, believe it mm. or not. And when it came down to it, we were like, okay, this company said that they're going to do this, and we're going to get it at this price. And they're like, nope, we can't do it. And when that happened, we're like, we're out. <laughs> do you so, mind
0: sharing some of the numbers just so that we it, can kind of see? Same,
1: it's the same type of numbers that uh, you were discussing before, Um and, of course, you can still haggle it down as low as you possibly can. So, like, whatever they tell you, you can drop that at least 50%. Drop it even more if you just continue to haggle it down. We haggle it down without going into details. We haggle it down to a pretty, I think, fair number if it indeed was for 60 years worth. Um Because I also saw myself as transitioning to potentially going on vacation every year. But when it came down to the actual, okay, it's time to do what you say you're going to do, they couldn't do it. And because of that, we were able to get out of it. Because we called them out on it, and then we had the contract and everything. And they're like, look, you said X, Y, and Z. And now we're here trying to do X, Y, and Z. And you're not doing it. And so because of that, we were able to get out. And we did.
0: I'm surprised you were able to get out of that because when you look at the fine print for a lot of that stuff, it's they pretty much say, like, you have it, and then when you're done, it goes to your kids. And then they have it. Like it's like and these contracts are pretty ironclad to the point where they've got these, you know, these go away timeshare.com, you know buymytimeshare.com and when you go online and you see what they're selling it for, they're selling it for a dollar. And usually you have to have a lawyer to try to get you out of it. So I'm really surprised that you were able to break out of that contract with not I think the to way work it worked that.
1: for us or for me is because there's still a grace period, and before the actual first payment is due, we tried to do it. Like there's supposed to there's gonna be like monthly installments. Yeah. And we we're like, OK, we're going to actually try this out. And it didn't work like it didn't go on the way that they said it was going to go on. And because of that, we called them out and then we were like, we're, we're not doing this. <laughs> and we got out of it.
0: You're one of the few people that I've ever heard that were able to get out of it. Like if you go online and just hear all the horror stories, if you
1: start paying and then you're like, I want to get out of it. Forget it. They're not going to give you any money
0: back. Well, it's not even getting the money back. It's preventing you from being able to pay future payments because you signed a contract. But
1: let's say uh, you have it on a credit card. You uh-huh. call a credit card company. You tell them, I don't want this. They they didn't follow through the way that they said they would. And then you hold you freeze that account. And then you go back and you tell them what you did and why you did it. And then that's how you play ball. That's how you get out
0: of it. So yes. Technically, you careful get, with that. Yeah, I guess you must have been in the grace period because I know other people that have tried to do that. And, you know, they'll put that in your credit. They'll have to go for bankruptcy. That ruins. And they have to start all over again. So just because you put it on your credit card and you prevent payment, you know, I guess you must have been in the grace period because I know for all the timeshare stuff that I've been to, like this one would have been like a three day grace period, but we didn't even play around with it. Because what I found on vacation, and I don't know if you found the same thing, is like Lee and I are actually looking at different vacation areas, you know, in different countries and we've traveled to different countries and you can find reasonable hotels For, you know, $100 or less. So, like, when they're telling you all these numbers, like these hotels, a four-star, five-star hotel, $300 a night, you can find, like, three-star hotels in different countries. And I don't know if this is what you experienced when you went to the Maldives or when you went to Qatar or when you went to India. I mean, you can find nice places that aren't going to be as expensive as they are here. And I think that's where they get you, too, is because a lot of times with the currency— yeah, it may be 200, 300 dollars, but when you convert it to U.S currency, it's actually a lot more affordable. That's the whole you know, geographic arbitrage where your dollar here versus your dollar somewhere else is a lot less. So that's another thing that I was going to talk about is, you know, when you listen to these timeshare routines and they talk about these dollar amounts, a lot of times those dollar amounts aren't true. And they try to extrapolate that because they try to get you into believing that you're going to be having a deal where, honestly, where they get you is, one, you say that you're going to vacation, you know, 14 days every year. Some years you can, some years you can't. Some years you have kids, some years you've got a busy schedule and you may not be able to get it. So that's where they get you because you don't use it. It's kind of like a gym membership. You know, it's. $20 a month, every month, you know, if you go to the gym, you know, four times, three times, four times a month or a week, then you win. But let's say you get the membership, you forget about it, it goes into monthly recurring payments, you go once a year, then they win. And I kind of think that that's how these timeshare things work. These vacation clubs and these membership clubs is you don't do what you think you're going to do. You get tied in maybe to the same location or you just forget about it yeah so very interesting so do you think you would ever do one no and why is that because you can always find a deal
1: you can always find a deal Uh, and exactly for what you said um the geographic arbitrage is a very powerful thing i went to we all know i went to india right We literally stayed at a five-star Indian hostel, which is like in the capital close to the actual parliament building. So this is beyond beautiful. Um, This is like Middle East (laughs) uh, type of beautiful. And it ended up being like a little over $150 a night because we're using our U.S. dollars. And one U.S. dollar is like um, the equivalent of sixty five Indian rupees, and so or sixty eight rather so the geographic arbitrage is powerful, yeah, and that's the reason why i i wouldn't do it i and the way that how I understand that this works is what happens is when you have a hotel, the hotel company essentially sells a certain number of spots to third-party companies at a lower rate. And it's the job of that third-party company to fill those spots. And so what they do is, because they have it at a lower rate, they try to sell it to other people at a lower rate. But at the end of the day, what's to stop you from trying to find a way to get to that hotel and get that same lowest rate that they sell it to the other companies that try to sell to other people. If you can latch on to that lowest rate that they're willing to sell to those third party companies, you'd be surprised at how good of a deal you actually get. So instead of them being the in between, sometimes you can be that in between. And I think if you get to that level, that's when you really um, get good
0: deals. And not only that, but I think these search engines, like for me, you know, I use Hotwire, I use Kayak, and that's kind of what these search engines do is they will, based on the parameters that you put in for the time and the date that you want to go somewhere, it will tell you all these different websites that are looking at these hotels or flights and they'll actually show you all the different prices and you just look to see whichever one is the cheapest one. And that's how you go and you find it. So I think that I do agree with you when it comes to that. Maybe it takes a little bit more legwork, but I feel like that's just what people do nowadays. You try to find the best deal. You, When you have the Internet at your fingertips and you're able to search and look for stuff on your own, I think that is just how we are all raised as this generation And you just find the best deal. And that's kind of, it's almost like the chase where when you find that good deal, you're excited about it. And that makes you even more excited about it because you were able to find something, but you find out a good deal. And then also, too, like I think if you know when you're traveling, there are certain times of the year that are more expensive than others. Like when it's the summertime, of course, it's going to be expensive because everybody and anybody is going to be traveling. Whereas if you look during, I still remember when Leah and I, we went cruising in the month of October and who cruises in October it's not going to be your spring breakers it's not going to be your your parents because their kids are in school college students are in school it's going to be your retired people so since the demand isn't going to be as high the only way that they can fill their ships is going to be to lower the price of the ship so that people can go on so I think that If you look at the times of the year, you look at the different areas of the country, you can find good deals to go to places. You just have to put a little bit of extra work. And I think that's what these timeshare people or these vacation club membership people don't tell you is that's essentially what they're doing. They every hotel, like if you look, I don't know, like when you close the door, the main door to your hotel room And you look on the inside of it, it'll tell you ranges of how much the hotels can be. And there's a low range and there's a high range. It's just based on the season. So I think if you are traveling and you know when everybody's peak seasons are and you know when everybody's low seasons are, you can still do the things that you want to do, but you just have to be smart about it when you're traveling. Sometimes you may want to travel on a weekday maybe so that you take off some work, but those hotel stays are going to be cheaper during the weekday than they are on the weekends. Of course, Friday night and Saturday night are going to be your more expensive days to travel, more expensive days for your hotels. But if you get into town on a Tuesday and you leave on a Thursday, I bet you the deals are a lot less. So I think those are all things you can do to try to get a better deal for whatever places that you're trying to go to. But, you know, I agree with you. I think my opinion with the the timeshares, I think if you use it to the max... And you beat the system. It's kind of going to a buffet. If you go to the buffet and you only eat one plate of food, you lose. But if you eat like three or four plates, you win. I think it's kind of like the same type of setup when you're looking at these vacations. If you are okay with vacationing at the same spot every single year for 40 years, then yeah, maybe you win. But you get tired of the same place after year two or three. You want to go somewhere else. Then you have to try to trade your week with somebody else. That's where it can be a problem. Or with these vacation clubs where you don't own something, but you you have to find the time of the year that you want to be able to deal with. Like, you have to work to be able to do some of that stuff. So I think for me, the old-fashioned finding the deal, you look around, you – because it makes you – look at different areas and you may experience things that you normally wouldn't experience because you're having to use your resources differently. And I think your experience definitely shows that if you were to book it in that vacation thing, it was probably going to be the same price as what you were able to find it.
1: Yeah. yeah. It It turned out that I think my wife was able to find a better deal <laughs> than what we were willing to pay in the mm-hmm. first place. So then... We're like, oh, well, that's that. Never doing that again. Yeah.
0: I do think that because I've kind of, like this was my whole thing. Like they were asking, asking, asking. And I just told them no. And they asked me, well, why? I mean, this is such a good deal. I mean, for what you make, you should be able to afford it. And I told them, well, I'm the type of person in anything that I do, I need to. I don't like to make rash decisions to make decisions based on my emotions. So in any decision that I make, I like to go home, sleep on it and come back. So if you give me the chance to sleep on it and then come back, you know, your your probability of me from going from a no to yes may change. But they're like, no, I can't do it. They kept on lowering their, their prices, but, you know, they don't let you leave. So I kind of that's kind of my go to. So I think if I go to another timeshare talk because I'm too cheap to buy stuff at full price. You know, that's kind of my move. And, you know, if they call me on the move and say, okay, we'll let you go home and think about it, then, of course, I'm going to find the research to be able to 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 be able to refute it. But that's the other thing, too, is I went online, I did the research, and I knew what they were going to say and how they were going to say it. So I was prepared for all the things that they were going to be able to do. So, I don't know, next time I go to a timeshare talk, maybe I'll include you, too, so we can do some free stuff together. <laughs> but, yeah, that's
1: that's very wise of you. And if, if people don't realize this, um, psychology is very powerful and it's crazy how they know all the right buttons to press when to press them. And just like what you're saying, they want you to bring your significant other. And then they know that if they win one person, then the other person is probably going to eventually come around to it. So it's, it's very powerful stuff. So I wouldn't advise people to go if they don't have, that ammunition ahead of time. I surely Mm -hmm. did not have that ammunition ahead of Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. I I learned it the long way. I am one of the lucky ones who was Mm -hmm. was able to get out of it. Mm -hmm. I do. I do realize that, but it's also because, um, we were kind of proactive. Had we just waited and then tried it, I think we would have gotten in a lot of trouble, but since we were like, all right, let's get this ball moving. Um, if we found out it wasn't true, or whatever happened, it just didn't work out for our scenario. And then we were like, and this is why we, no. And then they were like, okay, and they let us out. But that's yeah. after
0: pushing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think for the faint of heart, I think for those who aren't, I mean, I don't even want to say that like for those who aren't mentally strong, because again, the things that they say, I mean, these people are trained at, Right. Trying to work your emotions and they right. and they see your facial expression and they are and just, good at it. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, America, they
1: are good at what they do. Don't so, be
0: naive. Yeah. They'll, they'll play the game to try to be your friend because that's what they're supposed to do. I mean, they're here for their livelihood. They're trying to sell something so that they can eat. When I was there See, I was probably there. They said 90 minutes, but I was there for closer to two to three hours. I was there. I was. I got there at around 5:36. We didn't leave until like 8:39 o'clock. And the amount of people who signed up were maybe five or six people in that three-hour time frame. So, but they were like, I feel like there were like 40, 50 people in there. So the percentage was low. But if you're thinking about how much you're paying every single year for a good 20, 30 years and you get a couple percent off of that, I mean, they're winning. I think they win if they they break even, probably, if they sell one or two in that whole entire day. And they're bringing in, like, 40, 50 people every two or three hours, so they... the America, math if, if someone
1: tells you, you have to make a decision right now, you're not allowed to go home, you can't talk to any of your family members to talk it through, chances are it's a bad
0: choice, so... Trust me, that's a
1: red flag.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I can belabor this point, but it is twelve oh two and it is now Friday. So Ooh. any 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 last thoughts, Marvin, before we get out of here?
1: Where is the time going? It's flying. Oh my goodness. Um that last point that I just made, that's gonna be my last point. If you're ever in a scenario where they say you have to make a decision right now, on the spot, you're not allowed to uh, talk with anybody else, yes or no, do it now. Chances are it's not a good decision to just do it. So back out.
0: And so since Marvin took my story, then I'll take his story. America, look at that face on the screen. Isn't that a face of an individual that can be on a commercial? Look at that guy. So ladies and gentlemen, again, this is Marvin Lewis Marcellin. He is one of the MVPers. Currently, he is available for any type of screen acting, any commercials. So, if you need him, get at me. I'm his agent. I automatically get a 15% commission. So, you guys can email Brothers at gmail.com. You guys can check out our podcast, and leave an awesome review, and maybe I'll give you an opportunity to talk to my client. But, all seriousness, though, thank you, America. Thank you, the world, for listening. I've gotten love from again, more responses, more likes that we've gotten so far on our MVP podcast. So keep it up. We see more people who are joining our Marson Brothers podcast YouTube group. I appreciate that. We all appreciate that. Anything that we can do for you guys, let us know. And please, if you really want to help us, please subscribe to Marson Brothers Podcast and either your iTunes, you know, if you're listening to Apple Podcasts. Or if you listen to Google play, you know, we have our podcast there. And again, please leave us an awesome five-star review and just let us know who you are and what you want us to talk about. That being said, you're out, Marvin. What are you doing tomorrow? Got to go to work. Got surgery. All right, man. For me, it's Friday, end of the week. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be Lee and I's movie nights over at home. So we're definitely looking forward to watching a different movie. So I guess I'll have to catch you on the flip side, man. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you, America. Thank you, world. We'll be coming at you hopefully next week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Marston Brothers Podcast. And remember, do work and make a difference in somebody's life.